Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast on a sunny morning here in sunny Paynton and uh, we've got a special guest with us this week Richard David Thomas welcome back to the podcast very nice to see you both again <laughs> always good to have you along a couple of days after Tuesday night the yeah. <laughs> three stooges back in the same room Absolutely. <laughs> uh, good draw bad draw is the theme of um, this week's podcast we'll talk about the Barnet game we'll talk about the Boreham Wood game uh, we'll look ahead to Wealdstone. We'll uh, we'll salute an illustrious ex-girl who appears to be still turning out at uh, at a, a grand old age. Um, and we've got we've got loads to chat about. But first of all, Richard, you've had a chat with Gary this morning. Had a chat with Gary this morning before I I, I headed over to Painting. Yeah, but a jovial mood. Um, looking forward to Wealdstone. Talked about the run that Torquay are on, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good chat. Excellent. Well, let's, let's hear what he's got to say. And as usual, we three will be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. Hi, Gary. Thank you for uh, talking to us today. Um, no problem. We're looking at the, the recent run of form, it's one defeat in eight games and two in 12. I mean, that's, that's good form, isn't it? Yeah, it is good form because yeah, when we originally, uh, the start of me saying we're going to need two points on average per game, it started... 12 games ago and to pick up 24 points if you can do that over a season you win the league um, and funny enough I was just looking this morning to see where that where that sort of puts us and it puts us in well inside the playoffs um, 24 points from our last 12 games and that started after three defeats and I felt I needed to give the lads something to you know, get their teeth into and then hang on to uh, that hope. I was, I kept saying, and uh, you know, to be fair, the boys have, you know, come up trumped with it, and uh, we we are right on schedule at this moment in time. I mean, you know, it, it seems churlish to be disappointed with two draws, really, doesn't it? In that case. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly, because that would have put you well in credit. But the reason why you give that sort of information to players is because you want to take the pressure off of saying we must win every game you know we're going to go out to win every game but you'll get a situation where a point is still a good point against Boreham Wood mm. you know in the way they play the way they don't let in goals the, the season they're having um, now that was a point gained unfortunately we did have two points lost against Barnet, but then in this league, that's why you've got to have that sort of uh, little bit of a leeway to say, you know, we may be a Stockport away, um, and in case we do lose to a Barnet at home. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, so overall, those 12 games, which you've got to look at, you know, we're, we're still, you know, where we want it needed to be, and if we can get a, a result at Wildstone, um, the Bromley game becomes a six-pointer all of a sudden because, you know, they're up there. Um, their, their form's not fantastic at the moment. And uh, they're one of the vulnerable ones in the sixth or seventh place. Gary, yeah, such fine lines, isn't it? Because it had Stephen Duke McKenna scored that goal or scored, scored that chance in the, the 92nd minute against Barnet, it would be a different conversation again, wouldn't it? Well, exactly, and, and that's how football is. And I've learned over the years to, 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 to deal with that, you know, uh, what ifs. That happens in football all the time. And yeah. that, that would have been a fantastic uh, Gary time goal, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm not blaming him. I mean, he had the chance and he, he did what he could, but it's just, it just shows how fine the lines are, that, that that's the difference between three points and one. Yeah, well, Stephen Warren was like an inch away from yeah. getting his toe under the, the end of the ball late on against Boreham. You know, so, um, it, it's how it is. It's how football yeah, is. And yeah. That's probably why we love it, because it's so unpredictable on occasions. 
in our league. You can't go into any game, any game, thinking, well, there's three points, there's three points. That you know, you just can't because you know they're all. I say much of a muchness, but of course there's a, a, a difference over forty odd games, and we're now in the twenty odd games. So obviously the league is showing, you know, who's doing well and who's not doing so well. But in every individual game, you know, it's it's not always fifty fifty, but it, it can be. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And then uh, you know, you, I always say you hit the post, and and then they and it comes out, and they hit the post, and it goes in. Noticeably, the um, the fans were, were almost celebrated the result after the game against Boreham Wood, while the while the players reacted slightly differently. Well, exactly. But players, you know, it's good that we've got a group of players that get disappointed that you're yeah. drawing against one of the top teams, sort of thing. You know, we 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 sort of drum into them that with three points a win, we got to win football matches. You know, not not draw them. Yeah. But the the reason why a lot of them were they just put in so much effort that you have to do against Boromwood. You have to because you know their game, they get it long, um, first time balls over the top all the time. You're always having to defend your penalty area and your final third. And and then you've got to get out the other end and sometimes that's through, you know, five or six passes if you can, with Boromwood, you know, bearing down on you. Yeah. And then sometimes you have to go beyond their press to get go a little bit longer and then support that. But it's a battle against them. They make it a battle. And, uh, you know, they've got some experienced lads, some strong lads. And uh, I'm, I'm, I think the supporters appreciated that it wasn't a beautiful game, but it was a battle that we stayed in yeah. and, 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 and did as, you know, gave as much as we got. So I've always said our supporters are. A, a footballing have that football understanding and they appreciated what the lads had done and uh, you know credit to them and as always I guess you've been spending this week sort of focusing in on Wildston's particular strengths and weaknesses yeah exactly you know, you know we haven't had a lot of time because no. of games no. it's Tuesday um, yeah and we you know me and Downsy everybody thinks well you have a day also <laughs> Wednesday. No, we don't. If we have a game on the Tuesday, then everything's about. I mean, this week it's the Wildstone Wednesday. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. The the the, the uh, videos and uh, of them. You know, we get into the Y Scout stuff, and you know, we look at every player who might be available, who might not, what their pattern is, uh, who do we need to select. You know, once we know who's available. So it's um. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a military operation, shall we say? And how's the how's the, the medical room looking? Um, I've, well, that changes. Yeah. You know, by the minute sometimes in these times. I, I know Amani Amani was missing on on Tuesday, so that's possibly what I'm getting at. Oh right, well if you can't at that, then yeah, Armani will be. I'm pretty sure will be fit. Good. You know, okay. Bigger percentage in it being available for sure. Okay, that, that that's good. Well, uh, I think that's great, Gary. Thank you very much. Um, no thank you for the continued entertainment and uh, uh, <laughs> three points of Wilston, <laughs> please. Okay, mate. no problem. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, I say no problem. We'll yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Gary. Right, thank you. See bye. Ya. Good to hear Gary in a jovial mood this morning. You're right, uh, plenty to enjoy, certainly Tuesday night. Yeah. Plenty to look forward to. And as he said a couple of weeks ago, two points per game is playoffs slash promotion form. And over the last 12 games, we've picked up 24 points. Yeah, and he says that in the interview. So that's a very well, very well, sort of primed well, guy. Well yeah. researched, yeah, yeah. there you go. But yeah, we. I mean, all right, we're going to call this week's podcast Good Point, Bad Point. We agreed that the point against Bar Barnet was a bad one. 
we should have had three points from that game. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. Um, uh, United led 2-0 in that game and played some really good stuff in the first half. Yeah. Uh, no strikers again. Mm. Um, Lemon Hay Evans, yeah. As, yeah. As, if you'd said to him three or four years ago, by the way, Connor, uh, you'll be playing on your own up front for us <laughs> <laughs> fairly soon. He'd have, he'd have eyebrows raised and said, oh, really? Um, but... Uh, a combination of that, Danny Bright was on the bench, obviously, yeah. against Barnett, uh, and young Duke McKenna on the right, <coughs> Stephen Wern yeah. on the left, yep. uh, Amani Little buzzing around and covering all the grass, a bit like Wrexham. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and they played some great stuff, scored two good goals, second goal particularly good. The that was excellent. Cross from Duke McKenna and a good yeah. finish. And there was, you know, what's not to like after half an hour yeah. against Barnett. And then obviously there was this slightly controversial. Slightly. Goal. Uh, well, I, d- I don't know. Look, we're all frustrated, aren't we? The referees are damned if they do and damned if they don't. We're talking about concussion stoppages yeah, here, aren't yeah. we? Obviously, Dean Moxie went down. It was, an obvious, it, was ob- it was an obvious head injury. I think that's He didn't the key. move. Yeah. That, that, that was the point. Yeah. All right, we know now he'd taken a bang in the face and it was a, a nose problem, etc. Um, and I'm not, we're not commenting on that one way mm. or another. He was down, and referees are supposed to stop games for head potential head injuries and yeah. concussion. Yeah. The referee ways play on. I do think two or three of our defenders hesitated they for did. a moment. Does. Yeah. I've just written down here something to talk about is play to the whistle. Mm. The first thing you're taught when you play football at school, play to the whistle, and, and they stop. And I think uh, uh, Thomas Kirk, who was the referee, he was a replacement, actually. Um, mm. James Durkin was originally due to, due to do the game. You know... He plays on and they score what looks like a very soft goal. Yeah. Everybody throws their arm up in the air. Although, funnily enough, I don't know whether you thought that the, the United players and the bench, Gary Johnson, it wasn't as if they all threw their toys out of the pram straight away. I think there was a lot of questioning going, yeah, ref- yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But it yeah, wasn't like yeah. a kind of a, they weren't scandalised, unless I've, tell me I'm wrong. If, no, if, no, if I, I don't. Think, and, it, and if you watch the video, I mean, Torquay are not only pedestrian in defence at that point, but they didn't make a big No, and time. afterwards, yeah. interestingly, in his interview <clears throat> afterwards, Gary Johnson made comparatively little of it. Mm. He, he said, we did not not win that game because of that moment. Yeah. He's, I think it, the comment he made was, we had more than enough time to have got that back or sorted it out. But it did was a massive help to Barnett. Yeah. It, it changed yeah. the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Barnett, from being 2-0 down at half-time with, with a long second half coming up, I know they had the wind behind them, they're only one goal back down, yeah. and, and it was a big help to them. And then, of course, the supporters are quite right to point out that several, that at least twice in the second half, Barnet players went to the ground suffering from apparent head injuries, and he stops playing. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. and, and there, was, there was 10 seconds between the, the, the Moxie going down and the goal being absolutely. scored, at least yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, this is difficult territory, isn't it? We're all frustrated from time to time about players going down, and we all go, well, he's okay. And mm. sure enough, two or three minutes later, yeah. he gets up and he's okay. Yeah. This, this is a very <coughs> difficult area. Referees are charged with trying to get this right one way or another, when in fact they're probably damned if they do and damned if they don't. And it's a difficult old area, but I, I do think the game changed in that moment yeah. when, when, oh, yeah, when, Absolutely when did. Barnett came back. And then in the second half, with the, with the, with the old <laughs> Southwest Gale behind yeah. them in the second half, uh, a combination of credit to them. Um, you know, they, ca- they came back into the game, equalised with a very good goal that by, was, that was a lovely by goal. Uh, Mason yeah. Clark. Yeah. And then we just didn't have enough no. legs, firepower, whatever. To, uh, to 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 win the game into the wind and we faded a little yeah. bit. Having said that, we had one. There was a great chance for Stephen yeah. Duke McKenna yeah. near the end. And actually, when the ball dropped to him, I I don't know whether you thought was it. Yep, that's he's I, the man. Yeah, he's the right man. <laughs> he's the right it. man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and unfortunately, he, he stuck it over the. I think it was Danny Wright who headed it across to him, and he was yeah. he was in space, and yeah. it fell. And he took one touch, one and that touch, was a nice and you touch. Think, yeah. No, he'll hit the target. Yeah. Don't worry. And then there you go. Over the top, bang. There was a moment in the first half of that game against Barnet, Rich, when I turned around to you and I said, Barnet are not offering much here. They're, they're hopeless. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> Moments later, we went from swagger to swagger. I think that might have been literally a minute or so I think beforehand. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't make any comment on your um, <laughs> your particular comment, but uh, yeah, it was. But in uh, the great scheme of things, we, look, we you looked know, in control. Yeah, we did, and and all right, it's gone now. Uh, 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 but if United are going to make the playoffs this season. 
They have to be winning those games. Yeah. They've got to be winning Wheelstone away this Saturday. Yeah. They've got to be win- winning at Kings Lynn. They've got to be beating Aldershot. Those are almost given. Yeah. If they don't win those games, they've got to go and beat Halifax, Grimsby, yeah. Notts County. Yeah. You know, and, uh, now, don't get me wrong, they're capable of doing that. Mm. They've already, <laughs> look, this season we've already beaten. Uh, uh, Stockport, Wrexham. Yeah. Um, very good point against Boreham Wood. How good did they look, by the way? But we'll come on to yeah. that in a minute. So they they they've proved they can do this sort of stuff. But uh, between now and the end of the season, as you were rightly pointing out, they've got to get two points from from the last fifteen. Yeah. Uh, two points a game for fifteen. That will put them on seventy-two. And if you go back and have a look at the records, I know there's obviously only forty-two games played one season, forty-six yeah. the next, and everything. But forty-four game season, seventy-two points should get you into the playoffs. Yeah. But the, 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 look, look what happened at the end of last season. United, in the end, I know you take it over the whole season, the home draws against Barnet and Bromley, yeah. when they happened, and of course Barnet got a two-all draw, didn't mm-hmm. they? And, um, and Bromley got the nil-nil draw. Was it, I think it was nil-nil at Playmore, wasn't it? When they came, that was the difference between Torquay and yeah. uh, catching uh, uh, and Sutton, Sutton and, and winning yeah. the league. So, well, we, um, I mean, we said, I think... Um, a lot of people pointed out after Tuesday, there's a gap to the playoff position now is nine points. Yeah, we're nine points adrift of seventh place. Playing catch up. It's a lot, isn't it? Is Absolutely. it too much? Well, I, I, no, I don't think it is. Mm. Uh, I don't think it is too much. I think United are perfectly capable. Um, and there's an if here. The one you put Azer Hall into our back three. Yeah. And even without Azer Hall in the back three. I still think we've got a thoroughly serviceable and decent defence. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how well did Sean McDonald play on Tuesday night against well, both, Wood, both games? Know? I thought he played very absolutely. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dean Moxie is looking like Franz Beckenbauer at the moment, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. He uh, is. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> we talk about Dean Moxie a well, lot. Well, he can play we? until he's forty. Big uh, fans uh, of Dean Moxie. Oh, huge. Yeah. And, and Joe Lewis. It makes me wonder why Exeter ever let him go at that, at that point in time. I mean, you, I know I know that this is a step up, and they do have some good players there. Although that did change over the, the last summer, but. Surely he's a squad player at a league team. I'm sure if you asked him that, he'd say, I'd rather play in Torquay's first well, team every week than, maybe, than, than yeah, be yeah. And of course, the other thing is that United have moved him from left back, where the yeah. old Moxie legs probably were a little bit stretched, into yeah. left centre back. Yeah. Hallelujah, that'll do very nicely. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen over the years. Whereas there were moments, weren't there, in the start of the season um, when he was getting ripped apart a bit? Well, well t- towards if you can get ripped towards the end of last yeah. season, teams were targeting him, weren't yeah. they? Towards yeah. the end of last yeah. season, do you remember? I mean, part of the reason why Gary Johnson stuck Kyle Cameron in front of him, um, you know, uh, uh, Jake Andrews got injured. Yes, he played all sorts county. of people in yeah. front of Moxie towards yeah. the end of last season. But not, not, nothing against Moxie. Moxie's still a very clever yeah. and yeah. resourceful yeah. left back. But other teams, other managers are going. Where can we get at Torquay? And that one of their answers was, oh, Moxie's not too quick these days. Yeah. So, a little, a little do you remember the little double-barrel yeah. winger from yeah. Notts County? Yeah. Um, I've forgotten his name now. That that, that they played against yeah. us, both in the league game and in the playoff match. And and I remember when Gary Johnson suddenly, Cameron's in the team, he's playing left, he's playing left wing back or whatever it was. What? Well, how well did that yeah, work? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you've got... Um, uh, ben Winter, right back, spoken for. Dan Martin has come to the party at left back. Yeah. So with or without Hall, that's fine. Tom Lapsley, thoroughly serviceable yeah. and and popular, dependable yeah. defensive midfield player. Yeah. And then you've got the youngsters. The big question mark is up front. Oh, I, I think I mean that, I was going to come on to that after the Boreham Wood game, but Dan, Danny Wright is being expected to shoulder an awful lot at the moment. Isn't well, he? Uh, we were all. St- Amazed, I think, how well he did to stay up. To, you know, I think we all expected when he started the other night um, uh, it, it, against Barnet when he came on in the second half. Uh, I think I may have mentioned in my report he he looked like a man feeling his way back in after injury. He yeah. starts against Boreham Wood. Mm-hmm. Did did really well in the circumstances. Really I physical thought. battle between Absolutely. him and the centre. Very half tough as well, game. Uh, yeah. Will yeah. Evans takes no prisoners yeah. at the back for for Boreham Wood. And um, uh, I think we were, well, even Gary said afterwards, he said we were getting an awful lot of stick from our medical team for leaving him out there um, yeah. uh, because they wanted, yeah. him, they wanted him off. He, he stayed out there for 89 minutes. Yeah. Um, massive plus 
because if if he can take that and he emerges yeah. from the game and he recovers well and he's going to be able to play and the next few weeks of course are Saturday Saturday rather than Saturday mm. Tuesday a bit more time um, mm. then you know <clears throat> fine it's not that it's the it's the fact that we Dan Holman's out injured at the moment, which is very frustrating. Yeah. Um, Clyde Lolos, you know, hasn't quite come to the party yet. Uh, um, mm. Now, whether that's you know his fault or anybody else's, who knows? <coughs> we talked um, about Clyde on Tuesday, didn't we? You know, yeah. he, he, he's whether it's him, whether it's the service, whatever. He, you know, he needs he needs a game where he gets a goal. He needs a game where he's on the field for more than three or four minutes. Well, the fact is. Lots of supporters always say, "Well, why isn't Gary doing this? And why didn't Paul yeah, Buckle yeah. do this? Yeah. And why didn't etc. etc." And I, I usually turn around and say, "Look, it's not just what players do in games. No, it's training. Exactly. He's yeah. watching him yeah. every single day in training. And yeah. believe you me, if Clyde Lolos or Olaf Casella or Dan Holman or whoever it is, the man in the moon." Yeah rips it up on the training ground, goes past defenders like they're not there and smashes it in the ball on, in, in, into the back of the net on a regular basis, they're in the team. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you have to keep remembering that. Um, and, and look, Lolos is a talented lad. We, 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 we've yeah, all and he's seen still, He can be a frustrating player at times, though. He's still he? very young as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got a long career ahead yeah. of him yeah. if, he, you know, if he sort of sticks out. But, but, he, does, we, he, does, he does struggle to... Maintain possession sometimes when you think that he should really be able to do that as a kind of run of the mill, and that often comes down to decision making, doesn't yeah. it? You know, whether, how many touches you have, all this sort of stuff. But the other night, we noticed several times, didn't we, that the ball went up to um, Danny Wright. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was playing off Danny Wright, and I never will do, thank goodness, um, uh, every single time the ball goes up to him, even if he's up against a six foot eight inch centre half. I'd be on the move yeah. because he's yeah. so clever yeah. and he's yeah. so good and his timing of the ball is so good. You have to assume he's going to win yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Connor, uh, uh, who's, an, who's basically at heart and has all his career been an attacking midfield player, yeah. there are times when you go, go on, Connor, get, you know, and he's kind of hesitating or he's, 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 he's trying to think, yeah. well, the ball might drop to me here or whatever. Perfectly honest and, and, and I can understand why he's thinking it, but if you're a striker, if you're a Dan Holman or a Tommy Tynan or somebody, yeah. you know, a, a Jamie Reid or an Elliot Benyon, those <coughs> kind of second strikers, they just go, I'm on the move. Yeah. I am running beyond my centre forward, and yeah. even if I don't get it, I don't mind because yeah. I'm going to do it again, time, and I'm yeah, going to do it again, time, and I'm going to do it time. again. Yeah. And that's the one little combination up front that isn't quite, you know. Look, Lemonhead's got seven goals this season. He's playing well. He's, he's, play, he's, he's playing a well. very talented, hard-working player. But there are moments when is that striker's instinct, yeah. <laughs> that second striker instinct, quite there? Yeah. So. Gary, I mean, easier said than done because you can't go out and pluck a great striker off off a tree by the side of the A38. But is Gary going to have to Can get another striker? And apparently not. <laughs> is Gary going to have to find somewhere a lone striker to get us through to the end of the season? Well, there are an awful lot of young loanees out there, mm. yeah. and and we're talking Rob Street territory here, aren't we? Who, by the way, of course, is now at Newport County in in League Two yeah. from Palace. Yeah. But when he came to United last season in obviously quite a difficult circumstance with all the injuries. You know, everybody, you and I, we were all getting the messages from Crystal Palace fans, this lad's a really promising yeah, striker, absolutely. great, talk, you're going to love him, etc, etc, etc. Wasn't man enough for the job or didn't appear to be uh, uh, last season. Similar messages um, that we've seen from QPR about Duke McKenna, we were getting about him. Yeah, true, but with Duke McKenna digging a little bit deeper and... and chatting to my old mate Paul Hall yeah, who's the yeah. head of under 23 he said Dave they'll love him down there yeah. and oh, he was right of course oh, he's, he, I was, and, I've and, got him scribbled down here yeah. to talk about in a minute he's, uh, he's but, doing well you know that striker position that they're the money positions aren't yeah. they they're, they're, yeah. the, of course they're, they're, they're yeah. the guys that put the ball in the back of the net I get, I'm given to understand that United have and did try to get Sinclair Armstrong back. Yeah. I understand that it has been discussed and QPR have been up and down, should yeah. we let him go back there, etc., etc., etc. He of course picked up an injury as well, which muddied it. I think exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, you'd say to him as a lone striker, definitely. 
yeah. because he's an 18 year old man already yeah. isn't it and he's yeah. built like a brick outhouse and and uh, and all, all of that and, and they they but love him on the pop side absolutely and quite right too <laughs> why why wouldn't you and when qpr took him back it was the most stupid decision i've seen for a long time mm. he'd been with us for what two or three months he was finally starting to smell the coffee about running without the ball well, and all say, that sort of stuff when he laid on that goal for dan holman at yeovil absolutely he was he, he was a run without form, the ball yeah, yeah. yeah. and and eventually, you know, uh, it worked. Yeah. Um, and so he's just adding that to his game. Yeah. In the National League, which is a good physical league where he was enjoy- thoroughly enjoying himself, and QPR take him back. Uh, did, they, going, did they want him back because they saw a big move for him? Is that what... Well, I'm given to understand that all that stuff about Man City and, and Celtic and all the stuff, there's quite a lot of agent talk involved, yeah. In, yeah. involved in I that. I mean, that always happens um, anyway with, with players. Exactly. Who, yeah. uh, in other words, are you seriously trying to tell me that Celtic haven't got an 18-year-old striker worth persevering yeah. with and they're, and they're, they're proposing to buy <laughs> Sinclair Armstrong from Queen's Park Rangers? Well, I'll tell you what, Celtic are in big trouble if that's the, yeah. case, if that's the case. We have some stranger things that they've... Oh, true. And Man City <laughs> yeah. even more so. Yeah. 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 You know, um, so look, wouldn't it be great? He'd be <coughs> fine. Um, yeah. uh, but there's an awful lot of other ones, and I'm sure you know. United aren't in the Wrexham, Notts County, no, no, Chesterfield, no. Stockport spending market, where they can go out and get someone in for fifteen hundred quid a week, two thousand yeah. pound a week. Um, you know, we we all saw against Wrexham the other week when I think quite a few of us thought, well, <laughs> Danny Wright on whatever he's on, and. Ollie Palmer of Wrexham oh, yeah. on three and a half thousand quid. Well, Which do you think was a better value? Ollie but, Palmer uh, that day looked useless, and yet what's he done since? There you go. He's yeah. scored two or three goals since, yeah. and he probably will do between now and the end of, of season. And, and yeah. nothing against him for that, but um, it's an awful lot of money to be shelling out, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, so the search goes on for the striker to play alongside or to start a game with Danny Wright coming on from the bench or, or whatever we end up doing. Absolutely. I mean, and of course, the other thing is, sorry to interrupt, that, 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 that if you do go and get somebody in, straight away, that, that is pushing Lolos and Holman, where, where yeah. he's fit, and everybody else down the pecking yeah. order. Um, you know, and you've got yeah. to manage that situation as well. Uh, look, if United were in the position now that they were in last season, in other yeah. words, within grabbing distance of promotion to the Football League with £1.3 million of extra revenue as the prize, then obviously it will be worth pushing the boat out yeah. probably to go and get that, that maybe the, the lad that can get you over the line. And United in the past have done that. I remember um, Paul Buckle was given a load of extra money towards yeah. the end of the promotion season. He went out and got Eisden Christie, mm. from, who was on shed loads of money, and he stuck him up, sat him on the subs bench. And, and they hardly ever played. Mm. The directors were going, yeah. what, what, what's going on? Bucks were turning around and said, yeah, but Sills and Benyon are doing it, aren't they, up yeah. front? Yeah. Uh, I know Martin Ling was offered more money to try and go out when... when um, Rennie Howe was, yeah. we had injuries up front during that season. He, <clears throat> he chose not to in the end. So if you're in that situation, but where United are now, playing catch-up, mm. you know, it, it's a big old thing, isn't it, to throw quite a lot of extra money, even if you can get your hands on one. That, 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 that's See, that, the, I think that's point. the key. I mean, it's not as if they won't have been looking. They, you know, they've been working all their contacts all the in time. the West London yeah. clubs and all that kind of thing. And um, it's... Uh, it's difficult, but you know this is uh, this is where the manager can pull off a great coup that uh, that saves the season. I mean, we've seen him find some some, some nuggets, haven't we? Mm. You know, over the last three or four seasons that, that he's been with us, and you know, the Bristol Road, a Bristol City connection yeah. worked well for a while. And uh, but as we've seen before, it's pulling these players outside the M25, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there's just a vast pool of players up there, but uh, getting them down here is another thing. But one player, we, I mean. We've sort of fudged between the two draws here, but a player we need to talk about who's had two great games is the Duke, isn't it? Stephen Duke McKenna. Nothing of him. We like him, no, don't he's we? tiny, isn't he? What a player he's turning out to be. Uh, how on earth did he get booked 
for that foul oh, against Barnet. It wasn't on, a foul. The, it, right? A, it wasn't yeah, a foul. Yeah. He's out-jumped a defender who's four inches taller than him, probably yeah. a bit more. He's got every and, right to win the ball in well, the box. Well, is yeah. it, are you not allowed to jump to the ball? The, the, the worrying thing was, the referee played on, and we're, sorry, we'll leave Barnet behind in a minute and get on to Warren Wood. The worrying thing was, the ref plays on. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and Hall then comes in and has a shot. We're all asking for handball. Yeah. And then the referee goes back, because apparently the linesman did put his flag up, eventually got round to it and for a foul by Duke McKenna and it was almost like the ref under all that pressure from the incident in the first half yeah. we talked about yeah. um, it suddenly thought no I am right and I'm going to prove it by booking yeah. it yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I, obviously there was protest going on I hope and you know that he didn't actually book him for dissent or anything like that rather than the actual foul mm. but it was it was it was ridiculous yeah. but uh, anyway let's get on to more well, constructive things with it did, did anybody else think that the the run down the right wing evading a defender and crossing into the near post for Conor Lemonhay Evans to score the second against Barnet was very reminiscent of Adam Randall doing the same for Danny right against Notts County it was it was just yeah, and he's, yeah. the more you look and he's at him, a bit quicker than Randall <laughs> yes but the more you look at him the more he's that kind of player he's got that maturity he knocks the ball around nicely he's not the finished article by any means but I think he's a terrific player he looks like he's Paul Hall when we were chatting about him and he said yeah. Dave you'll love him down there um, you know he said the same thing look he's only 21 years old and, yeah. and, and you know stuff to do uh, etc but I love the way when he gets the ball and either beats a man or gets an angle or whatever, <coughs> his first instinct is head up, pass on. Yeah. He does yeah. love a little twist and a turn and a step over there. Well, that's he? fine because that, that's yeah. talent, isn't yeah, it? That, yeah, that's yeah. what you've got. But in that moment, then, he, he, he's, he's not done it a couple of times, but his instinct is the moment I've beaten a man and I've, and I've etc., get rid, pass the ball. Yeah. And that's what separates the players who are going to go up from, yeah. the, from the ones who don't. In other words, when you've beaten your man and you've got a yard or two, don't let them get back at you. No, no. And how many times do we see that? You know, not just talky lads, etc. Yeah, lads come in, they turn it, it around again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you go, you've done a brilliant <laughs> piece of play there. And then you've walked straight back into danger. <laughs> and, we, yeah. and, we've lost, and, you, and you've lost it again. You know, that, and he doesn't do that. When he sees a pass, his instinct is to, to do it. And that's the mark of a of a player who's going to go on. And uh, I like the I like the fact that sound effects are back. <clears throat> sound effects. Yeah. Are back. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'd, I'd like I'd, before we go on. I mean, I think also worth mentioning is 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 the ball to McKenna by Ben Winter in that move was mm. was lovely. Yeah. He picked him out beautifully, and the first touch to 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 then go on down the wing was great. But I thought I thought Ben Winter's ball was was excellent because it, I remember at the time when he was. About to play it out there, you 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 felt around you. People go, oh no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, it's interesting, isn't it? That where do you think is it? About, is this you know? Is it is he a right winger? Yeah. Or is he a, actually his his <laughs> on his CV? He's an atta- attacking midfield player, and United have played him there. Yeah. I mean, yes. between you and I, 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 not between you and I, we're talking on the podcast. <laughs> but, Nobody but, else but, is listening. But, 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 but well, what about having playing him in <clears throat> that horrible phrase, the hole, the hole, yeah. uh, as, yeah. as, as as an essential attacking midfield yeah. player, where you know, you, or, somebody told me once, the best player in the team has to play there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so b- they say b- b- because your touch has to be great, your vision has to be great, your decision making has to be great, and you have to have a goal in you. And you have uh, to get in and have a tackle. And, and you have to. Well. And he doesn't yeah. mind that yeah, either. No, no. Um, but you know that Gary's mm. knows, uh, knows far more about this than than, than the likes of us. And so, I and um, I think at the moment there's a balance, isn't there, with Worm that that yeah. that you know we haven't seen from no. all season no. but that you no. do have that kind of and, wing balance. And one of the reasons why United didn't beat Barnet was that after having found Wynn and Duke McKenna all the way through the first half, they hardly found them at all yeah. in the second half. Yeah. That out ball out wide yeah. is the it's way key, this formation works. Yeah. And with Duke McKenna and Wern playing as well as they are at the moment, puts you in mind of Nemain and Whitfield, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, well, on have... a slightly younger yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, quite. So, you, you know, you've got this, this real promise there. As we look at the running, it's, um, there's some promise there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to the Boreham Wood game, the good point, as opposed to the bad point. Um, the first thing I wrote down about the Boreham Wood game, actually, was what a physical battle it was. They're a big side, they're a good side. It's not 
you know, it's not for no reason that they're third in the league and they're in the fifth round of they, the FA they Cup. They use their physicality well as well, they're didn't decent, they? They're decent, aren't they? You know, they're yeah. not brutes. Yeah. No, they're, they're, no they're, exactly. They're, 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 they don't go around kicking people. I think it's worth remembering, look, no Kane Smith, uh, no Jamal Fifield, no David Stevens. They had three or four players yeah. who didn't play on Tuesday night and they still looked yeah. really strong. Uh, Bowden was on the bench, wasn't he? Or came yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, Josh Reese, what a good player he is. Uh, well, um, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we did, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tyrone Marsh, uh, Tyrone is, playing Marsh well. is playing really yeah. well. Funny, but uh, I've always said about Tyrone Marsh, we, we, we had an inkling of it. He scored a goal yeah. every other game for yeah. us during, yeah, in, exactly. a very bad t- in a very yeah. bad when time. When you look but, back um, at his stats during his yeah. time with us, you think, oh, was he better than I remember? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and they just... They play such sensible football. Yeah. They don't try and fancy down their way around the pitch. They, when, if there's a pass on, they do it. Yeah. And and Josh Reese is is brilliant at that. <coughs> He's not a Perlo, but no. my goodness, does he play effective fo- effective football? Mm. When he gets the ball in midfield, he doesn't try and do anything clever. He gets it and lays it off, and of course he gets in the box all night and all afternoon, mm. and that's why he scores so many goals. The funny thing is, I, I don't think I mentioned him more than a couple of times in the live match blog on Tuesday night because what he was doing was just efficient, unobtrusive. Get the like you said, yeah. get the ball, lay it off, get the ball, lay it off, and you know he's 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 Who's involved in every move. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about Alex Russell here? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Adam well, Randall? I mean, or Adam Randall? I, I, I was thinking Alex Russell, but that's yeah, the kind yeah, of way yeah. that Alex Russell played. And... Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, look, Jimmy Hill always said, he said, it wasn't until I was 35 that I realised that football was a passing game and not a dribbling game. Yeah. And it's true, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. And I mean, Denon Lewis, the guy, the lad who had the run from his own half, quick one, two. Hit the post. Um, he's going to give Everton some problems if he gets on from the bench, isn't he? Probably. Well, yeah, I think Kane Smith, who, who's, who he replaced, who, yeah. who was injured, uh, who most people seem to think is the best attacking right back in the division, and they do play with those wing backs, don't they, at Bournemouth? Um, I'm given to believe he'll be back for the Everton yeah. game, and good luck to him because I think he's an Everton fan, apart from everything else, isn't he? <laughs> is he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you remember how? Look, we'll leave Boreham Wood behind in a minute because we have more important things to talk about. But you remember, how, you know, the way they beat Bournemouth. All right, I know Bournemouth made one or two changes. They beat Bournemouth on on merit. It wasn't yeah. a fluke that night. No, they yeah. weren't hanging on for dear no. life. All right, they had some defending to do near the end. They played really well, and if they go to Everton. They, I think one of the things about Boreham Wood is, and, and funnily enough, a lot of good sides are like this, they're perfectly happy without the ball. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They, they, yeah. When they don't have the ball, they just get into that, into their... their, their make sure they do their jobs. Make sure they yeah. do their jobs, get into that formation, close people down, work hard, etc., etc. Now, I know you're talking about Premier League against National League, and if Everton can score after three or four minutes, it'll probably get messy, but... It won't be a, if if Everton don't score in the first fifteen mm. or twenty minutes, it could get it could get really interesting. It'll be a good game, that, yeah. isn't it? I assume it, that's on the TV. That's next by the way. Thursday, isn't it? It's, Is it? Yeah, it's next. It? Th- It'll next be Thursday. interesting to see what team elephant. Uh, Everton play. Absolutely. If I was Frank Lampard, I'd be telling all my players now. By the way. <laughs> absolutely our strongest side against yeah. this lot yeah. because if yeah, they yeah. put you know three or four youngsters in mm. who are all trying to like make their name for themselves etc and it goes wrong that's they're in trouble yeah well, but, well it, it, it could turn in, into a long yeah, evening they're in all so, trouble. Uh, yeah. yeah so yeah. good luck to them anyway yeah. Yeah. good luck elephant yeah. <laughs> by the way they've only conceded 17 goals in 26 league matches that this season okay. and still not conceded a goal in the FA Cup now, Ashby Hammond is a good goalkeeper as well isn't he behind him yeah. behind them all yeah, yeah. I've got to mention Tom Lapsley we touched on Tom Lapsley earlier on um, two great performances from Tom Lapsley mm-hmm. and he just never gives up does he He's he's an absolute he, he engine. Would, he would look at you, Guy, with his eyebrows raised and said, "Why are you even suggesting that yeah, I might give up?" He, he's not built like that, is he? And uh, no, every team needs a Tom Lapsley in it. Yeah. And um, valuable player. Absolutely. There was a, a moment the other night against Boreham Wood where he had the ball, gave it away, didn't he? Or or made a slight mistake on a pass, and, and then about five seconds later, yeah. <laughs> got it back again. Yeah, you've never <laughs> yeah, seen yeah, so, yeah. someone so determined yeah. to. 
to clear up an error. No, yeah. and of course the Playmore fans and how good have yeah. they been by oh, the way yeah, the did, last yeah, few weeks. Noisy. They'll yeah. take that all day yeah, long. So they they want to see people out there that are prepared <clears> to to give everything. They'll take the odd mistake and and accept it. They like Tom yeah. Lansley. Yeah. You get the feeling that if he stays with us for a season or two or three, he'll become a fixture, he'll become a Playmore legend, don't you? He's, um, he's well, got that. Well, uh, he loves it here. He yeah. and his partner have moved down. Um, he loves playing for the club. He loves the area. So, fingers yeah. crossed. He's got uh, He's got it. And the, the, the other tragic thing on Tuesday night is I ate my last Curly Whirly, Rich. Well, hang on a second. Yeah, you did eat your last curly whirly. Somebody bought me a multi-pack for Christmas and the last one was consumed at half-time. I think I, think I might game. sneak some in for a little surprise next, next <laughs> game. However, Tuesday night was, was Scran night, wasn't it? It was Scran night, yeah. Footy, are you, have you followed the Twitter feed, Footy Scran? I there's haven't. A, a, there's a, everybody posts pictures of food from different football stadia. We saw Steve Harris wandering up towards us up the steps with the biggest burger you've ever seen in it your was, life. It was a double cheeseburger, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the yeah. size of a basketball. And Guy got very excited, yeah. right? He, he was straight on Twitter. Took a photograph of it. The lad, See, Steve the didn't lad clearly hasn't been, isn't being fed at home. <laughs> he didn't seem to mind me ordering him to hold out his burger for me to photograph. So that should appear on the... Uh, but yeah, if you're on Twitter, um, Footy Scran, it's food from football grounds. Some of it looks great, some of it looks awful. What did disappoint me is you didn't take a photo of Dave's Pat Lunch. I didn't. No. <laughs> Mainly because I hid it. <laughs> Dave turned up and sat next to us on Tuesday with a, a little Tupperware container containing a couple of sandwiches. It was a, a, present, from a, it was a present from a friend, he insisted. <laughs> it, was, it looked uh, very nice. It did kept you going all day, all night. Have you finished it yet? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had, had a little nibble on the way home. <laughs> we don't need to know about that. So, Wealdstone on Saturday. Yes. Away yes. at Wealdstone on Saturday. Uh, we beat them 5-0 at Playmore, a game I didn't see, but um, by all No, accounts, that's right. That yeah. was the game when you were away on holiday. I was and, away. Uh, yeah. and we suggested that it might be a bad one to miss when, when, uh, when, before you went. And it was. Tom Lapsley, of course, got his only goal so far in that one. <clears throat> Dan Holman got a couple. Armani Little and Joe Lewis. Armani Little will be back for, or he's fit Apparently, for selection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it presumptuous to yeah. say that he'll be back because you never know who Gary's going to. I think Gary, I Gary, think. Gary cleared that up in the interview with, that, that you heard earlier on. He said he'd be back in contention. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, we talk about must-win games. I mean, Wilson have been struggling a little bit. We've got to get something from that on Saturday, haven't we? Oh, without shadow of a doubt, uh, you, yeah. you don't want to be losing to Wilson if you have serious thoughts of getting into the playoffs. Indeed. I mean, there's there's two things here, isn't there? One, United have just got to keep winning or keep picking up. Mm -hmm. points on a, on a regular basis and we've got to look to one or two of the teams above us to maybe to slip up now that yeah. may well happen yeah and it's interesting united's fixture list over the next few weeks does include halifax away just above us mm. or it, 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 in other words in the group we the yeah. united have got to overtake or catch halifax bromley at home on saturday mm -hmm. week Notts county at home that should be a hell of a game shouldn't yeah it? oh yeah uh, grimsby yeah. away yeah they're a bit inconsistent at the moment mm -hmm. and Dagenham away yeah. now all of those are games which United have got to be picking points up from mm -hmm. and if they can win those matches of course they're effectively six pointers and yeah. you are then making serious inroads into catching that yeah. group which they which they've got to catch but uh, no the Wheelstones and the Kingslins you've got to be um, you've got to be yeah. beating be ruthless. Well, you, you? you have really and, and look if United only get a point at Wheelstone what do you do you immediately look at all the other results is it a disaster but it just ramps up the pressure on the next yeah. match doesn't it and um, no. uh, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a winnable game very winnable game Wheelstone have only they've lost 8 of their last 12 games and got knocked out of the FA Trophy by, ne by, by Needham yeah. Market uh, but on their day, yeah. they pulled off some pretty yeah. good results against me. They're very like Maidenhead in that respect, aren't they? They're both sort of down below United yeah. in the bottom yeah. half of the table, and yet Maidenhead have turned over Wrexham, Chesterfield, yep. yeah. all sorts of teams at, at uh, York Road. Um, uh, and Wilson have had one or two decent results as well. But 
And they've got, um, I mean, Josh they Umer. They are where they are. Josh Umer is still on decent form up there. He is. Ten goals this season. Yeah. T- t- twice what he got for United in a, in a, you know, a rather frustrating season for him <coughs> last year. Didn't really show us what, what maybe he was poten- his potential was, did he? <clears throat> but he? I mean, he was, I think Gary said it to us on a podcast, he was the most lethal marksman in the club in training. Yeah. But he just never quite managed, apart from one memorable goal against the team that I've forgotten. I think it was an FA Cup game. I can't remember, but he, he turned and yeah. swiped at it right to the low into the to the corner, and uh, you thought, oh, okay, now he's got that one. Um, no, go on, go on, son. Yeah, he was a strange one, wasn't he? He he'd, he'd played so well for Ebbsfleet against United in a couple of games, and then I remember when you know, so United signed him and thinking, yeah, that, you know, he, he that might be a real one, good one under the radar. Yeah. Uh, strong, built for the job. Yeah, yeah. can turn yeah. in and around the box. Um, Had a cracking pre-season as well, didn't yeah. he? And yeah, and you think, yeah, hang on, we, the, mm. the, 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 he could get fifteen mm. to twenty goals if he keeps his mind on the job. And 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 for one reason or another, it never quite happened for him. He got injured. He got one or two injuries, and just in the end, ended up being overtaken yeah. by. People like Bowden, Rob Street, and other ones yeah. who were coming in. Billy Waters came uh, in. Billy Waters, yeah. of course, yeah. coming in over. And then uh, Billy over the Waters started scoring goals. Mm. There you go. Yeah. And and so it was a real disappointment. And then obviously he gets released in the summer. Yeah. One of those ones. Oh, I wonder where he might go. And sure enough, he goes to Wheelstone. Starts scoring goals. Gets a goal. Again. I mean, it's yeah. the, it's yeah. the story of the, <laughs> the the people who left us in the summer. That, that we released in the summer in inverted Absol- commas. Absolutely. Yeah. That that they've all gone on to score. <laughs> yeah. I think, where gone. I, I think in, in, in Umar's case, look, uh, Billy Waters got goals for Halifax, they're up there. Bowden's done very well for Borenwood, they're up there. Um, probably throw another one at me in a minute, etc. Yeah. But Josh Umar has gone to Wheelstone and got 10 goals. It's, sometimes it's very easy. You can go and get quite a few goals for another team. Where is your team in the table? Yeah, that's a good and, point. And, yeah. and in yeah. other words, just because you score 10 or 15 goals for somebody, it doesn't make you a promotion-winning striker. No. Um, it, you know, it, it's, it's almost a different job. That, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And and um, but good luck to him. He's done. He's done very well. Uh, Matt Buse has, hasn't sadly. He's mm. very popular. He's been, he's been in and out there. Been in and out yeah. there. Hasn't yeah. played since what for the last month or so. Mm. Um, injured, presumably. I should have checked up on that. But um, so he hasn't figured in the last few weeks in their midfield. But um, yeah, look. So, It'll be a hard old game, and as Gary says every week, if you're not at it, you'll get turned over. Yeah, yep. Our statisticians have been busy, by Did the way. Good. The Brereton brothers, Julian and Alex. Oh, we were talking about um, runs of draws. They started thinking about runs of draws. Uh, Julian found a run of five draws in a row, eighty-one, eighty-two through February and March. We don't want this guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm leading into some okay. top nostalgia right. here in a moment. Well, we drew then, we drew with Wigan, York, Crew, Blackpool and Tranmere all in a row. But Alex found us a run of draws in 1969-70. Eight successive draws. Really? Away at Luton, 1-1. That was an own goal. We're going to be talking about an awful lot of big teams Home here, to aren't we? we are. Oh, that's what I was coming yeah. to. Home to Southport, 0-0. Didn't we always draw 0-0 with Southport? Always, yeah. Then, away at Fulham, 1-1 at Craven Cottage, right. John Rudge, the goal scorer. Home to Rotherham, 0-0. Home to Barnsley, 1-1, Alan Welsh. Away at Brighton, 2-2, Alan Welsh with both of them. Home to Reading, 1-1, Alan Welsh. Wow. Home to Bournemouth, 2-2, John Rudge and Alan Welsh. So that's five in a row for Alan five, Welsh yeah, five, five draws. Goals, five goals in those seven games for Alan Welsh. Yeah, five in a row. And then, do you know what game broke that run? Box, uh, 69, Boxing Day. Oh, Argyle. Home Park. Argyle. 6-0. 6-0. Against, oh, defeated against 6-0 Argyle. Stinger. Against Argyle. Yeah. Absolute stinger. I was, I was there on, on the Barn Park end. <laughs> yeah. And, and we had a good side. We did. A, a very good side. We were about fifth or sixth in the table, I think, when yeah. we went down there. It was Argyle the, were it was middle the, of the table, etc., etc. Et the flying milkman got four. <coughs> didn't Mike Bickle scored four. We've yeah. talked about this game before. Yeah. Six yeah. nil. I think there was about five thousand United fans yeah. went down for that yeah. for that game. Incredible. And obviously the L thirty eight was all the old roads down to Plymouth. Yeah. Amazing turnout. Every we were all absolutely convinced we were going to do them, and six nil. Mm-hmm. It was six it was, nil. And then of course the following year. 
a bit of revenge. You know, I did the double over our goal yeah. for the following season. But um, yeah, oh, yeah. that was the game that broke the draw, the yeah. draws. Wow. wow. I can't imagine that Alan Welsh had much of a better scoring streak than that. Either. No, he he was a very very good yeah. forward, wasn't he? he Five he, in four games. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a top player, uh, and of course went to Argyle in the end. Yeah. Um, but his years at Torquay, he was he was he was the Bizzo, wasn't Great he? Player. Uh, the Bizzo. We missed that word. Yeah. The Bizzo. Yeah. Uh, talking of players who are the Bizzo, we can't finish this week without paying a hearty tribute to Mr. Kevin Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest of all time. The, the, he's here, he's there, he's every blooming where because he played for Tiverton the other night at Chesham. They lost 4-1, but he played at the age of 45. Hilly is 45. How old does that make you feel, by the way? I know. It's his first game since 2013. First game for nine years. I can't believe No, that's not true. Eight or that's nine years. That's not true. I, I, I bet he's still the best player I've seen him play for, for Willem since then. Has he? Yeah, definitely. I'm not oh, sure where that's back in. Well, certainly at that level. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Western League, at uh, uh, Southern League level. Yeah. I mean, it might be at Southern he's League level. He's the manager level, of Exmouth yeah. Town, by the way, and doesn't play for them, I don't think. No, he doesn't he? play for Exmouth no, Town. And no. they, by the way, are having a fantastic oh, season. Oh, what a great job he's doing. He took them up from the Peninsula into the Western League, and now they're second or third they're third. there every year yeah yeah. second or third yeah. in the West, Western yeah. League with two promotion places left to go into the Southern League he, he could have two promotions on. then you be, then you think mm, I know Buckland were interested in at one point and I think they talked to him when he was at Budley Salterton yeah and, which is uh, his hometown which is his hometown yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, I bet they wish they I mean no, no disrespect to Paul Froud who's done a great job there but they wish he'd taken a chance yeah. on him but that, I mean, that's quite something for Hilly, isn't it? Do you reckon it must have been? I mean, they, they've been hit I'd, by injuries. I, I just, have you got I, your boots, I, Kevin? I just wish I'd been in on the phone call from Scott Rogers to Kevin Hill. Yeah, and, yeah, and listen, yeah. In other words, what did Scott Rogers say to him? Well, Scott how, Rogers is, is younger than Kevin exactly. Hill. How, how did Hilly react? I think we can all imagine the conversation, but in a way I'd love to have actually, yeah. you know, in other words, knowing Kevin, it would have been, yeah, go on then. Why? Why? <laughs> but, but, but the thing Why? is, we all know that Kevin Hill does not suffer from yeah. not being fit. No. no <laughs> I mean, no, he was the no, fittest no, player at Torquay the entire time he was yeah, there. Yeah. He didn't... His, his first responsibility, Scott. Really? Because he's far too not big-headed to yeah. have not yeah. said that. Yeah. Um, but, he, but then, uh, you know, and it would, have followed, it would then have been... Kev, we're really struggling, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And he would have gone, well, well <laughs> the proof of the pudding, he, got, he was out I mean, there, I'm guessing he? he... I mean, the last time I saw him play, which was, which was much later than, than 2013, was, was playing in defence for Willand yeah. against Buckland. Well, he wouldn't have been any good in the end, <clears throat> surely. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the best header of a ball. <laughs> the the talking scene, yeah, last, yeah. Yeah, well, since Steve Cooper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the spring was was something to behold. Yeah. Every time he got up that high against a, a six foot two defender, you just you just had to applaud, didn't you? No, no, no. He he, he and and they wouldn't come down again for another fifteen. No, minutes, no. Exactly. He seems to be able to levitate. <laughs> he used to arrive at the at the back post, didn't he? he used yeah. to arrive at the back post. Perfect timing. And, and you imagine he's a player who always keeps a pair of boots freshly dubbined, just in case, dubbined, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good do they luck, still use Dublin? If they so. don't, I'm sure Kevin Hill still does. Yeah, I reckon. Good Tom Lapsley does as well. Good Tom Lapsley <laughs> always uses Dublin. Actually, yeah, that could be a slogan for Tom Lapsley. <laughs> always uses Dublin. Gents, thank you very much. It's been a blast this week. It's always good to get together around a table, Absolutely. especially with a couple of good games to talk about. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. Pleasure. And we'll be back next week with more Yellow Army podcast. And in the meantime, do you reckon we can do this as a three-part harmony? Come on, you yellows. Nailed it. <laughs>